0: Alana, yes. J Rick Hammond. Do you want to start with the heavy stuff, or do we want to go <clears throat> light and then?
1: Well, why don't we start with the heavy stuff and then we go light? Oh I wow, it... okay.
0: I, I would expect you to go the other way around, but uh... well,
1: I mean, you, you know, I mean, I, don't, I just don't want to. This whole, I don't want it to end on a heavy note. That's what I wanted. That's why I was thinking.
0: Fair enough. I, yeah. Well, let's start with the thing that's affecting all of us, and then we'll go into my own personal stuff. Okay. If you hear something in the background, it might be Alana's heater, which is on, even though we are expected to have temperatures in the 80s today, <clears throat> yeah. because there is a smoke cloud over Portland right now,
1: due there, to all yes. the wildfires. There's a, there's a smoke cloud over Portland, there's also a smoke cloud over Washington, and, or parts of Washington, where I used to live, up north, and then there's some wildfires in California, so... Three states right now are in uh, are on fire, literally. Um, they,
0: they were saying <laughs> on the news this morning yeah. that there's so much smoke. They expect it to eventually pass over Idaho.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and this is the first time I've ever been uh, in a state where there is a wildfire. Um, this reminded me of what happened three years ago when the Bay Area experienced a lot of wildfires, and at the time, I was in the Eugene Springfield area, and I could smell that smoke, and it smells just like that here, except it's stronger and thicker.
0: The way I describe it is, Mm -hmm. imagine a 4th of July cookout where you have the family... And the kids are all <laughs> playing with their fireworks.
1: Yeah, it smells like that.
0: And yeah, then think of what it smells like, like right after everybody leaves or is getting ready right. to go.
1: And that smell is a is a better smell than this. Actually, yes. I think this is a lot more stronger. But it's kind of similar to that. Yeah, I do like the smell of what it, you know after Fourth of July or after New Year's Eve when the fireworks are all gone because it reminds me of you know people celebrating. But this is not a good smell. It's I. I could even smell it from inside of the apartment. It's that strong, and I've been smelling it since uh, uh, was it Monday? Monday afternoon.
0: Might have been somewhere around then.
1: Yeah, it's been a crazy. It's been a crazy few days. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Continuing on with the theme of the wildfires, on the news last night they were saying <clears throat> that this is the worst we've had it in our lifetime, and the air quality hasn't been this bad in portland for decades
1: well it says a lot it It says a lot and i've only been living in portland for for uh eight years and i've never i've never experienced anything like this
0: the weatherman was saying that our air quality right now is considered to be hazardous and will probably be like that from today friday until at least monday
1: and, I, and then hopefully by Monday, it'll start to, we'll start to get showers because I actually, I mean, as much as I don't like it when it rains, I really want it to rain now because it'll filter a lot of the air. And it'll filter, um, it'll help with um, some of the fire damage that's been happening, I think.
0: Yeah. One more odd statistic, something like 500,000 Oregonians have had to find shelter.
1: That's so sad. It's very sad. Did you know that there is a place in Hillsboro right now that is taking in um, animals like uh, uh, pets and um, horses and things like that, like farm animals?
0: I think he told me that the other day.
1: Yeah, they are willing to do that as long as you come back and feed your animals the next day so you can take care of them, but you can't stay with them. That's really cool. It is cool.
0: Something this has made me think about <clears throat> j Yes. I have something in my throat. Probably as <clears throat> we just say.
1: Yeah.
0: How do we develop an escape plan? So I'm watching the news last night, and luckily in Multnomah County, it doesn't look look like we're going to have to abandon uh, evacuate ship, evacuate. Right, right, right. But you know, I do always think about what happens if we had a major earthquake uh-huh. or wildfires in Or huge fire, rather. In Multnomah County, what would our evacuation plan be?
1: Mm. Because
0: most people just leave by car.
1: That is true. That's not really an and option for us. No, it isn't. And if we don't have anyone by that would be able to take us in, our, in their car, you know, what, what if we were, you know, what if I was in my apartment building, you were in your apartment building, and there wasn't anyone that we knew around that had a car? That would, that would be really, really tough. And... You know, how long do we have to wait for for a person to get here with a car? You know, I don't know. I mean, that's... See, I haven't thought about it until you actually said something. I thought
0: about it a lot last night, which I think is why my sleep was a little bit messed up.
1: Yeah. I try not to think about things like that because then I start worrying and then I'm awake and then I have, you know, I just can't sleep for a while until my, you know, until I finally get um, settled and I go to sleep.
0: It goes back to something we may have talked about before, which is the the idea I've been thinking about the collapse of the safety net. So up until a couple of weeks ago, my sister lived in town, and maybe I could have caught a ride with her, but that's no longer a possibility.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I I just, I don't know how to wrap my mind around that.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and then you have to depend on cab companies, um, and I don't know. I don't think they're going to be
0: reliable on something like this. You don't
1: think so? Because
0: they have to evacuate too.
1: Right, right. Well, well. So do you? Well, so so would we have to? I mean, there would that would be the that would be. I mean, I don't know how what it would be for like the bus situation or the train situation uh, or the Mac situation, but we would have to use something. Right?
0: I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think you can outwalk a fire. So, no. I don't know what the correct answer is because I like to think of myself as a smooth, independent blind guy.
1: Mm
0: hmm. And 99 times out of 100, that's correct. Right. But if I had to evacuate my city. Yeah, I know. Super fast. Yeah. In in a city like this to where it's not expected that that would happen, right? I don't know how I'd be able to do it,
1: honestly. I don't know either, too, because um, I don't have any, you know, if I had family here, I mean, they would be here no problem. They would, they would be able to get to me in their car. But I always wonder, like, if I can't get to someone, if I can't get in someone's car, and I have to actually, I have to call a cab company or I have to find somebody, how long is it going to take them? Because... You know, seconds are, you know, it, it. seconds count, minutes count, hours count, you know, whichever, you know, as um, the longer you stay there, the more in bad shape you'll
0: be. And then I told you that I was listening to Joe Rogan earlier this week. Of course. But this was an episode from a few weeks back. Uh-huh. And according to him, I haven't checked it out, but there were some changes in the labor laws in California so Lyft and Uber can no longer run services out there. Now I know it's that's a, a different state from us, but who's mm-hmm. to say that that wouldn't happen in Oregon?
1: Yeah, that's tough because a lot of Oregonians rely on those services. If they can't get a um, a regular cab company, you know, it's um, and in, in the you know now that we have so many smartphones and smart devices, it's so easy to do that. And and what if it's taken away? I I'm just surprised that. California wouldn't have that anymore.
0: Yeah, looking out of your <clears> window, <throat> it looks like it's almost sunset, and it's not even twelve in the afternoon. As we're doing. and it
1: feels, it feels definitely much cooler than it would have been had the sun been able to shine. Yes, uh, correctly or or shine brightly um, uh, because of the cloud of smoke. So, it and I and I <coughs> and I commented to you. I was like. I don't know, I I I said something like, oh, it feels really chilly in here, and it's been feeling like that for the last few mornings. It's been feeling cooler, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, should I put a jacket on? I had to pick up a couple of delivery, deliveries downstairs yesterday, and I was wondering if I had to wear any extra, uh, an extra jacket, because I thought, oh, it feels really, really cool in here, or really cool in here, so... I don't know. I don't know. Something. Some things to think yeah. about.
0: Yeah. I did have a coughing fit the night before last. Oh boy. I think. It, I mean, I cough a lot regularly because I think <coughs> I use my voice so much. Yes. But this was a coughing fit. Wow. That went on for like ten minutes.
1: Wow. Not good. No. Yeah. No.
0: Yes. Yes. So that's the fire, babes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I, I really feel. Oops,
0: oops sorry. Oh, go ahead.
1: I really feel for the people that have to evacuate and that they may come back to homes not being there, and especially if they have children. I mean, I I just feel bad for those people. I really do.
0: I have a friend that I've been a little bit concerned about, but we've been texting, and I don't want to blow up his spot, but let's just say he lives in a different part of the state. According to him, he has not been forced to evacuate yet.
1: Yeah, his, um, I don't believe if, I, I don't believe his area will be affected.
0: Yeah, they're starting to say that. Now, he was telling me, he said this yesterday morning at around 9 a.m. Yeah. He couldn't see the sun. Wow. Because of all the smoke.
1: Yeah. And, and as far, and, and if I remember correctly, he doesn't have a lot of vision either.
0: Right. I don't think that's why he couldn't see the sun. I, he also lives with people who could see the sun, and I'm I'm assuming he got confirmation from them. Yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm a blind guy, I can't see the sun. <laughs> 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 and I'm blaming it on the smoke, not my <laughs> shitty eyes.
1: Well, you couldn't see the sun either. What do you mean? When you said you were looking outside my window, it looks like the sun's going down.
0: It looks like it's about sunset. Right. But you can see the sun when it's going down normally.
1: Right. I, that's what I thought. But didn't you say that you couldn't see it earlier? Or was that just...
0: No, I said it looked like it's sunset. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, then that was wrong. Yes, beeps. So that's the fire.
1: That's a fire.
0: All right, now let's get on to uh, another serious topic since we want to get the dramatic stuff out of the way. Jimo. Yes, yes. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. About my own life. Yes, I do. So I've been seeing a mental health professional. Not Alana, somebody else.
1: No, I I couldn't be as professional.
0: (laughs) And because of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. we no longer meet in person. (coughs) Thank you. So we do these virtual meetings. We are scheduled to meet on Tuesday, (coughs) three days ago. I log on to my smart device of choice. Your iPad? Yes. Okay. And decide to... I'm sorry, no, it was my phone. And okay. Not that it matters, but I like my new you know. Yes. <laughs> and I decided to check my email to see if I got the link to how we were going to meet virtually. I saw that I had missed an email from my aunts. And the tagline was sad news. So I opened it to learn that my grandfather my only living biological grandparent had passed away.
1: Yeah, it was very, very
0: sad. Yeah. Yes. He was 85 years old, born on June 5th, 1935. Uh, He had dementia, Mm. but about six months ago, I think it was, uh, he had a doctor's checkup, and from what I heard from my aunt... The doctor said something to the effect of, "If he didn't have dementia, he'd be in almost perfect health for somebody his age."
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I may be remembering that incorrectly, but it's something to that effect.
1: It sounds right.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we speculate. We don't know for sure, but it may have been coronavirus because the living facility that he was in had an outbreak of that.
1: So it's, it's it hasn't been confirmed.
0: I I don't I don't know for sure if it's been confirmed. Okay. Uh, but you that you was know. the speculation when I when I right. was emailing with my aunt a couple of days ago. Right,
1: right, okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, it was really sad. It hit me uh, very hard. And I'd like to give some context right now about my grandfather and my relationship with him. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I loved my grandfather. And, you know, uh, there's this whole thing in my family about... My dad was on drugs, he had some issues, all that stuff. He's homeless now, Uh still on drugs, still has his issues. Uh I guess maybe I should back up even further and provide some context. Mm -hmm. So my grandparents on my dad's side, Mm-hmm. divorced when my dad was a kid. Mm-hmm. I want to say he was around 10. I may have that off by a couple of years, but somewhere, something like that. He mm-hmm. was somewhere around 10. Both my grandparents got remarried.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My grandfather... <coughs> you really feeling that air, babe. What? you really feeling that smoke.
1: No, no, no. It's just, <clears throat> I have a frog in my throat for okay. some reason. It's not, It has nothing to do with the smoke. Gotcha.
0: My grandfather is my dad's father. Yeah. Right. Obviously. So, <coughs> time goes by. I'm born, all that stuff. My parents break up. My dad goes through his, his shit. And, you know, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad's side of the family. But the one person I was always in constant contact with was my grandfather. Um, my mom really loved my grandfather. She thought he was a really cool guy. My, my grandfather was extremely likable. Like it was hard to be in a room with him and not just like laugh or have a good time around him. He was one of these, (laughs) those personalities to where you couldn't help but just like love being around my grandfather.
1: Everybody was attracted to, um, being around him. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it was, I don't want to give too much information because it's his life, not mine, But, you know, he had had a few wives and all that stuff. And in 96, he got remarried. Again? Right. I think it was his third or fourth marriage, but it was to his high school sweetheart. And so they had been in in and out of contact over the years, and they remarried. And they were married up until the time he died uh, last week.
1: Wow, so it was a good... uh... Like twenty-four years.
0: Yeah, just about that. <clears throat> <clears throat> wow. Um. Yeah, and I remember going to the wedding, all of that stuff, and wow. uh, it was powerful. So, I, I want to tell like a few stories from my grandfather's life, just to give you some idea of who he is. And I'm I'm kind of you know handpicking these to tell stories that represent who he is, but hopefully not say anything that would embarrass him or the rest of the family. Right. Okay. All right. We, his wife, who, you know, I think of as my grandma, was, I think she was out of town, but her family was having a barbecue. This was back in around 2002. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And my grandfather took me to the barbecue. We had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Then he said, okay, I'm going to drive you home. Get in his truck. He starts driving me. (coughs) And then... He starts telling me all these crazy stories from his life, which I will not repeat now because I, I don't think you would want them out there. I but, don't think so. But it made me think I should really sit down and have a conversation with him where I record this. Mm-hmm. And I regret never doing that. And in some ways, I kind of see what we do is my version of leaving behind a record for like my nephew. Right. So Uh there's always this fantasy in my head, Alana, that one day I'm going to give my nephew an external hard drive with music and shows that I love. And on that hard drive will include my art projects, Mm -hmm. one of them being this. Uh And that he'll put it away. He won't look at it at first. And then maybe years later, perhaps after I'm gone, he'll pull it out and he'll start to really learn about who I am. Right. And I think part of that idea was informed by that experience that day with my grandfather, where he's really giving me some insight to his life.
1: So here's, I, here's something I, I, I just thought about.
0: Yeah, and um, then I, do, I do want to continue talking about my grandfather, but keep going.
1: Um, so I understand that you, you wish you would have recorded a lot of the stories because you didn't know, you know that he was going to tell you a bunch of stories.
0: Sure, and I remember some of them, but I, I don't feel it's appropriate for me to say those here.
1: Um, have you ever thought about maybe sitting down and um, maybe compiling a bunch of stories in a journal or some kind of a book? I mean, you don't have to publish it, but just to keeping keeping a record for yourself and kind of figuring what to do what to do with it afterwards.
0: Of my grandfather's life. Yes, I've thought about maybe interviewing other members of my family and recording it, kind of like we do, and putting it together making the compilation and sending it out to people. So they have like an audio right. version of it. Now, I don't know if my family would be open to something like that.
1: Well, you don't know if you don't ask.
0: True. And another thing, and I don't want to go too much on the tangent because I do want to get back to my grandfather's life, but yeah. really quick, I've thought about sitting down with my uncle on my mom's side of the family. And my uncle is basically my mom's younger brother uh-huh. and interviewing him about his life. Yeah. But that hasn't come together, at least not at this point.
1: Right, and I hope it does. I hope it does, I too. hope it does. It sounds like um, your your uncle is, uh, you know, very knowledgeable about your family history and... Hawaiian, you know, history,
0: in Hawaiian history in general. Hawaiian
1: history in general, because I, I find Hawaiian history to be really, really um, fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, but I want to yeah. get back on my grandfather, so... Okay. You know, you have a, more of a sense of who he was. He was a carpenter... Uh, Really, really smart guy. Really funny guy. <clears throat> I'll tell you a, a story that maybe represents his sense of humor a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2013. He still lived down in San Diego, but <clears throat> him, him, and my grandmother came up to visit for the holidays, and we were at my aunt's house. This was after I moved back and kind of like made peace with my family.
1: Mm-hmm. For the most part. For the most part, no, it's don't, not perfect. Yeah, yeah, I
0: don't talk to my dad, and we solve our issues. But, anyways, that's a story for another day, JLo. So, <coughs> we're all there. It's Christmas time. My my birthday, and I'm talking to him, and he's laughing, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, I really enjoy my wife." You know, even though she's kind of a beast, and you know, you, know was, I, uh, you don't believe it, Rick. I'm stuck with this beast, and I start laughing. Yeah. So I'm laughing. His, his my grandmother is next to him, but she's talking to somebody else. Uh huh. So he taps her on the shoulder. She turns around and he's like, "Hey, honey." <laughs> then he points at me. and He's like, "Hey, honey." He just called you a beast, <laughs> and she knows how he is. So she starts laughing, and I start laughing.
1: That's really funny. I think he told me that story and I thought it was really funny. It's It's very cute. Yeah. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) He called her he called her a beast. Yeah. That is so funny.
0: Uh, (laughs) Let's rewind a little bit. Okay. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I I wasn't quite sure what order to present these stories in. That's okay. Okay. I was eight years old. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was one Sunday, it might have been Easter Sunday, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I was living with my dad at the time. And my grandfather wanted to (coughs) pick me up and take me down to Springfield to see his side of the family. Uh So he picks me up and we drive down there. And at at this point, his mom, my great-grandmother, was still alive. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Is that the one who made really good oatmeal?
0: No, that's actually my my grandmother, not my great-grandmother. Oh, okay, okay. My okay. biological grandmother. Okay. But anyways, so he takes me <clears> down <throat> there and my grandfather was I don't know, I think you would qualify him as a Christian, but he wasn't like hardcore preaching about it in your face.
1: So he that. he was he was a um he was kind of like a one foot in the door kind of a person.
0: I wouldn't say that. I would just say he was
1: he didn't really, he wasn't really practicing.
0: He would talk to you about it if you asked him. Right. But he wasn't going to preach it to you. He
1: wasn't, he, okay. oh, I see, I see. So he wasn't like the kind of person that would just like put it in your face constantly. Yeah, and, like, and,
0: and I want to say this is my perception of it, right? Okay. So if you had a conversation with him, he might say he's not really Christian. But my perception was that he be- was Christian, but he wasn't going to preach it on you. And he wasn't going to say you're going to hell if you don't believe this. Okay. okay. And again, I may have that wrong, but that's how I interpret it. Okay. okay. So we go down for what I believe is Easter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and But my grandmother, my great-grandmother, his mom was more religious. Uh-huh. So she has us all stand and pray and hold hands and duck our heads. And she says, all right, we're all going to duck our heads. We're all going to close our eyes and pray to Jesus now, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I don't duck my head. I, I open you, my you're eyes. Not, you're
1: not bowing your head at all?
0: No. And so the prayer ends, everybody opens their eyes, and my grandfather says, I saw you have your <laughs> eyes open. I'm like, well, Grandpa, you can only see that if uh, your eyes were open. He's like, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: see, I And <laughs> so, we both
0: kind of laughed about it.
1: That is hilarious. See, yeah. see so here's the, here's the thing. Um, I know we're kind of side. I'm kind of sidetracking here. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to try,
0: sidetrack too much, only because this... I do want to talk about my grandfather a little bit more, but we'll do a quick sidetrack
1: and then get back onto it. That's what I was going to say. No, well, I mean, uh, so the bowing the head and the closing the eyes, right? Yeah. Uh, the bowing, I understand. I never understood the closing the eyes part. I just did it because I was told to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that came from, so don't ask me because I don't know. Yeah. Um, But, um... <clears throat> I I never I never understood that part. I just thought it it was kind of interesting um, that it's there's nothing there's nothing in scripture that talks about closing eyes, but I don't know. I I, I always thought about that. I've I've been thinking about that uh, this week, but um, I still do it. But anyway, go on. Yeah,
0: so uh, go on. <laughs> a couple more stories from my grandfather's wife. Yeah, life. <laughs> so before he had this wife, he was married to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the laws were different back then or if he just like knew somebody who didn't care about the laws, but mm-hmm. one day he he tells my dad I was six at the time. Mm-hmm. He tells my dad, Oh, we adopted a, a little boy. And so, you know, bring bring the grandkids over and mm-hmm. then we'll introduce them to our <laughs> new son. So my dad takes me and my sister over there, and he's like, "Oh, you know, they got a new little boy. I think he's around your guys' age." We go over there. <laughs> <laughs> what they what they didn't mention is they didn't adopt a human boy. <laughs> they adopt they they got a monkey.
1: Right, and I remember you telling me the story, and I said, "What? Yes. They got a monkey? They
0: got a small monkey? If oh my goodness, if my sister was here, she would confirm this to you." Wow. They had a small monkey. And this is before the internet. We knew how dangerous monkeys were. Yeah. So like we play with the monkey, and I remember. And he, yeah. I don't want to disparage my grandfather, but there was one time where like the the monkey is just like casually on top of my sister's back. Oh man! So now when you see my sister, you can respect her because you know that she got the monkey off her back. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a really literally fun, that was a really fun experience, <laughs> and he had that monkey for a couple years.
1: But the monkey didn't 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 hurt you guys or anything, no,
0: okay, I think he said that he ended up getting rid of it because it got a little bit too strong eventually.
1: well, they do. that's yeah. what happened. I mean, once they hit maturity, then they get really strong and aggressive towards their owner and other people, and that's why you shouldn't keep monkeys. yeah,
0: I, I want to tell you another story that represents my grandfather's sense of humor, okay. I'm in high school. This is nineteen ninety eight It's July 4th weekend, and I go with him and my grandmother back to Springfield. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're staying in this trailer. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah, you know, I got to this privately.
0: (laughs) Yes. I think I'm allowed to say this. I'm allowed to say this. Well,
1: I mean, why not? I mean, he's not going to tell you not
0: to. So we're watching TV. We're going through the motions, and he's like, okay, uh, I think we're going to go to bed now, Rick. Uh, You know, you can watch TV if you want to. Just keep the sound down, that type of stuff. So I'm like, okay. And he goes in the back room with my grandmother. Like a couple minutes later, the trailer starts shaking and shaking and shaking. And of course, you know me. You know
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're and like, then uh-oh.
0: I hear my grandmother saying to him, don't do that. He's going to think something's going on in
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> that was really
0: funny. And we would we would go to the movies and stuff a lot, um growing up. Uh, one <laughs> other story, and this isn't quite as funny, but this is just like a fun story. Uh-huh. I went to visit my grandfather in San Diego in two thousand and two i I saw my grandparents out there, and I was there for like a month. and you I've told you this, but you may not I haven't really talked to you about this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a sports person. Having said that, the one sport that I will sometimes watch by myself is boxing. Oh, really? And I I definitely get that from my dad and mm-hmm. my grandfather because he uh-huh. was really into boxing.
1: They're in the boxing, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we watched a lot of boxing while while I was down there. We'd watch the, the Friday night fights that they would have on... Mm-hmm. Right. I want to say C... Uh, no, not C-SPAN. I'm saying that. Not C-SPAN. I want to say ESPN, but I could be wrong. It's been a lot of years. And we both yeah. be really into it. And I think my grandfather... Was starting to watch some a- a- MMA at the time.
1: Oh, really? But anyways, I didn't know there was MMA back then. Yeah,
0: there was, but it was, it was more underground. Yeah. One of the nights, we were watching a boxing match, mm-hmm. and it was James Tony versus somebody else. And I remember saying to my grandfather, I was not remember who his opponent was, but I said, Oh, Tony's not going to win this fight. And he's like, Nope, James Tony's going to win. I was like, No, Grandpa, James Tony's not going to win. He's like, Nope, he's going to win. Uh-huh. James Tony beat the guy. Wow. Yeah, so he he knew his stuff. Nice. Um, so, again, I could tell other stories, but I don't know how much you would want out there. So, right. those are a few of the stories from my grandfather. Um, rest in peace. I love you. You will be missed.
1: I'm sure he will. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, um, I know that you had a really close relationship with my grandpa. With your grandpa, not my grandpa.
0: <laughs> yeah, not with your grandpa.
1: <laughs> but, um... So, I didn't know um,
0: my mom's... Oh, by by the way, there was one more thing I wanted to say about my grandpa. Okay. Okay, supposedly, you know, this was according to my aunt. When he was dying, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on his deathbed, the last thing he said was, I really want my grandson... You're Filipino? Are you Filipino?
1: Okay, okay, I don't... Are you Filipino? Yes.
0: Okay, supposedly, when he was dying, he said that, I really want my grandson, Rick, to make love to a Filipino woman this weekend. Or at least get some moral sex.
1: Oh, okay that's enough that's okay. enough alright
0: rest in peace grandpa alright so you were saying about your grandpa <laughs> alright alright okay. Tell- okay. You,
1: you, you had that one coming tell your story so um what I was gonna say before um Rick uh uh <laughs> put out a, a a really weird and yes funny request which I will not grant by the way um
0: not on no, no, not why this is wrong yo your parents might be listening to this yeah
1: Hmm. Anyway, so you had a really, really uh, close relationship with your grandpa, and I did not know, I didn't know my mom's dad, and I, there was been, there were years where I didn't see my dad's dad because they um, moved back to the Philippines, my grandparents did, and um, I kind of wish that I would have talked more to my grandpa, because he he liked to tell stories about his mom and um you know growing up and you know I think he was in the mil I I don't remember if he was in the military I think he might have been um at one time and he it seemed like he lived a full life and I I will I really wish I would have sat down and just you know talked to him about uh different stories and I and I really wish I would have known my mom's dad yeah. my, my grandpa on my mom's side yeah. because I heard some really really great stories about how how generous he was, um, that um, my mom and her sisters really loved my grandpa and how they, you know, he was always, he was like a really good dad and um, he was, he was handsome. He looked really young. He mm. liked to box. I think he's, I think they said he liked to box. And, um, you know, my grandma and my grandpa were married until he died. Nice. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish I would, they, they would have had recordings of him cause I don't even know what he sounds like. Yeah. My sister only tells me that, um, she's seen pictures and she's also had dreams about my grandpa, but, um, I really wish I would have had a closer relationship with my grandparents. Now, now the only living grandparent I have now is my, my grandma on my mom's side and yeah. she tells a lot of really
0: good stories. Uh, I know I said I was done talking about my grandfather, <clears> but <throat> considering that this might be the last time, mm-hmm. I I remembered a, a few quick things that I want to mention really quickly. Okay. Okay. He was. He liked to drink a lot of Pepsi. Oh! Oh! Wow. Yeah.
1: Awesome! I'm a Pepsi girl too. <laughs> and as you
0: know, I don't really drink sodas anymore. Yeah. But on the rare occasion when I will have one, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's some kind of a Pepsi product. Nice and i also remember uh maybe like 6 months after the story i told you about when we went down to see my great grandmother yes on easter mhm uh my grandfather picked me up my dad was working in christmas valley oregon at the time right and this was back when i still talked to my dad
1: right okay okay
0: and he took me down to see my dad, and I remember we stopped in Springfield mm-hmm. to see my grandfather's brother, Don. And I think I can say his name, my Uncle Don. Yes. And we went out to dinner, we had a really fun time, and if I remember right, my Uncle Don joined us to go and see my dad, and it was this this really fun experience uh-huh. getting to hang out with them.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's good.
0: So those are some stories about my grandfather. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, I hope you feel like you know him a little bit better.
1: A little bit. I mean, it, it sounds like I um, he uh, was full of life, and I wish that I had an opportunity to meet him. I know that um, uh, you got to talk to, to him at one time when I was visiting you. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I I think that was great that you were able to do that.
0: Okay. Two yeah. more things. Okay. And again, I know I keep saying this is going to be it, but...
1: Is it going to be like 10 more things after? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding.
0: I then. saw him in 2015. Uh-huh. And him and my grandmother started talking about these religious friends that they had. They were friends, but their friends were more religious than them, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: So my grandfather said this... I I remember the guy's name. Not that I would say it, but I, I just don't remember his name. I
1: think I know what story you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Okay. My grandfather said that sometimes on Sundays this guy would call him while he was working in the garage. (laughs) And my grandfather would always say to him... Okay, uh, just to let you know, I'm just getting out of church, so my phone connection might be bad.
1: (laughs) And as he's telling me
0: this story, he starts laughing. And you know my sense of humor. That's the type of thing that I find funny. (laughs) So I'm kind of laughing, too. And then my grandmother looks at him, and she says, it's not funny. And my grandfather responds to him. And maybe you can feel some some sympathy for my grandmother because my grandfather looks at her and he says, "It's funny to me." Okay,
1: yeah, I actually, I actually do feel some sympathy with your grandmother, although, although it is kind of funny if you think about it. It's funny, but it isn't funny. Yeah, it's funny because because you know um, because of um, the the great lengths he takes to um, kind of lie to their friends, which is you know, it's it's not. But it's not funny because. But no, lying yeah. But knowing <laughs> me, like
0: I say absurd stuff all the time, uh-huh. just in general, yeah. and you kind of <laughs> yeah. Know. You
1: put your foot in your mouth a lot, don't you?
0: No, I don't. Okay. But now you <laughs> see that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree.
1: It certainly doesn't. Yes, it certainly doesn't.
0: And then the last thing I wanted to say, and this is on a more serious note, my grandfather has been suffering from dementia the last few years. And I remember when I was younger, we would talk about death a lot. And he would tell me that he, he didn't see the need to stop working because he kind of thought that life ended after that. Mm-hmm. He also and didn't, didn't want people to remember him in a negative way. He wanted people to remember him how he was when he was active, mm-hmm. flirting with ladies, that type of stuff. Right. And he said... That instead of a typical funeral, he wanted somebody to go out with his friends and have a nice dinner and remember him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So all that is to say uh, we became kind of distant when he got the diagnosis because I wasn't sure how to react around him. That type of thing. And you you had actually given me some pushback and said, well, you know, you should call your grandfather.
1: I did. Yeah.
0: And, and my response was kind of, well, I know how he would want me to remember him. And he wouldn't want me to remember him like this.
1: I, I understand. Yeah. But but my the reason why I pushed back is because, I mean, although your grandpa will not be the same again, right? You only had so much time. And... I just thought that you know you you obviously didn't know when he was going to pass. Mm-hmm. It could have been the next day or whatever. Um and I want and I was trying to get you to kind of understand that you know time is so precious that you know even if he didn't remember you at least at least you tried to make the best of the time that he was here. I don't know. That's that's what I think. But I can understand why it would be tough for you and that he actually told you that he didn't want you to remember him the way that he was. So
0: I get that. you came up this week when I was having my meeting with my mental health professional because of that. I came up? Yeah, you came up in in regards to my grandfather because I found out the news right before I was supposed to have that meeting. So my grandfather came up Mm -hmm. and I said, my girlfriend and I have had this little bit of a conflict to do with my grandfather. And now I'm starting to see it a little bit more from her side.
1: Yeah, but I understand. I, I, I can kind of understand why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, because, like you said, he told you personally that he didn't want you to remember him. But, I mean, if my, if I had somebody that was going through dementia going through alzheimer's whatever it is right i i would want to and if if i was particularly close to them i would want to spend as much time uh with them or even if i couldn't be there in person just talking to them emailing with them because i don't know when they're going to pass and i know that if they did pass i would regret the time that i didn't spend and that's that's what i was that's what i was thinking and i didn't want to um impose too much on it but i i just i was just thinking that maybe you would benefit from it or he would benefit from it however
0: yeah and and to be clear you and i never had a huge fight or blow up over it no we never but did but there was just a little bit of tension there
1: yeah yeah but i but i you know i under, i i do kind of understand where you're coming from but do you kind of see why i I tried to get you to think differently a little bit.
0: I still think I made the right choice. Having said that, I could see why you believe what you believe and why that would be correct for some people. Okay. Yeah.
1: But didn't you just say that you, you were starting to see things a little bit from my perspective?
0: Yeah, Like, but before Tuesday when I found out the news, I didn't really get why you would believe that because my mindset was remember the person that they were and don't be too connected to the person that they are now
1: okay so so I told you about uh, a woman who died uh, that I knew who died in two thousand and seventeen She didn't have dementia for a long time in fact um she was going through a lot of physical things before she had her um early onset dementia um, i happened I gotten to know her and her husband who died 2 years prior to her um for about 6 years uh gotten to know them uh really really got close with them and um she didn't she wasn't too far gone when she died but um you know her her granddaughter was uh taking care of her affairs and it really hit her hard because um you know she she ha- she was the one that was taking care of everything and she was really close to both of her grandparents and i just think i don't know that's 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 what i what i saw um before she died was how dedicated she was and even though it was really really tough for her because there were times where she would act out and she wouldn't understand what was going on it was it was a dementia that was happening mm-hmm. but she tried to make the best of it for her her grandma because if her her grandpa was alive then he would I do think though that when her grandpa was alive he was in denial about her dementia. I will say that. But I do think that he would also be the one to take care of everything when it comes to her. Because that's what he did. He always took care of her. And um I don't know, I was just I was just thinking about that you know when I heard about your your grandpa passing
0: Yeah, it's understandable
1: babe. Yeah. So,
0: anyway. That was heavy stuff, babes.
1: That was pretty heavy.
0: So I will miss my grandfather. I hope he rests in peace, mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. And I hope yeah. that Alana and I can grant his last his dying. That wish. is
1: not his dying wish, and I don't. I don't think it would have been his dying wish. I mean, who would say that? Well, my grandfather
0: was. Never met the man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. I really hope my <laughs> my grandson has sex with a Filipino woman.
1: And I Orleans don't. I do not believe that. I. I do not believe
0: that. I bet
1: you never. I bet you never even told him a lot about me.
0: We never talked about you See, because because he had already started having dementia. By yeah, the time yeah. Got, so,
1: yeah. so, 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 my my uh, case in point, though.
0: No, but <laughs> babe, you used to always say to me,
1: I, "I, don't, I." Okay, let's move on. I don't believe you. <laughs> let's move on.
0: Uh, that was a joke. However, some people might say that that's disrespectful to the dead. Having known my grandfather, I think he would get a kick out of that.
1: I'm sure he would.
0: Because he's always pointing out beautiful ladies to me. And
1: I'm sure. That stuff. I'm sure he did.
0: Yes, yes, Jay wool So, <laughs> moving on from that, the wildfires, the collapse of the safety net, and we're not even going to get into the Trump administration today.
1: We're not, we're not even uh, going to get into any politics today. I don't think it's uh,
0: necessary. Okay, good. Alana. Yes. Have you been consuming any media over the last week or so? Outside uh, of the news.
1: No, not really. Okay. I haven't been I haven't even been on Netflix.
0: Wow, okay.
1: No, I've been I've been kind of taking I I don't really go on Netflix too much. Like I I haven't gone on Hulu or Netflix um in a long time. I'm not sure why that is. I think it's because there's so much stuff I've been listening to like podcasts, um music, things of that sort, news and that's kind of been consuming my time, I guess. I don't know.
0: Any good podcasts?
1: Um, I was watching another, um, what episode was I watching now? Uh, I was watching an Oprah Winfrey podcast episode the other day about, um, having, uh, what is it? I think it was called, um, difficult conversations and how to have a difficult, difficult conversation with somebody like, um, why a woman, why some people just can't say no Um, to things like if, if somebody says, could you please watch my child or children? And a woman would either say yes, because they don't want to disappoint the person or they wouldn't be able to say no, something like that. And then the other day I watched, a um, episode of the Dr. Phil show podcast. And that was interesting too.
0: You still haven't listened to him on Joe Rogan. No, I haven't. I'm not a Dr. Phil fan, mm-hmm. but I thought that was a really good episode.
1: There's a lot of... So, I like Dr. Phil's show because... Mainly because of the provocative um, uh, provocative topics. And some of the topics I haven't heard on the news about. But there, there are things that I really don't agree with Dr. Phil on. Um, There's just some, certain things where I don't... I would not see eye to eye with Dr. Phil on.
0: To me, mm-hmm. again, as somebody who hasn't really watched his program. <clears throat> yeah. And just heard about it from various sources. Right. It feels very exploitive of the people who go on that show.
1: But but would you make an argu- argument that anybody on a talk show would automatically be um anyone on a talk show that Yeah, but if a person comes out, okay, here here's here's something I thought I, I want to ask you. What makes it exploitive? If a person comes out and decides that they want to tell their story, because they're willingly telling their story, well, what is exploitive about that?
0: Let's say the person has kids, mm-hmm. and the story involves those children, but the kids didn't ask to be mentioned on the Dr. Phil show.
1: But they were having problems even before they got on the Dr. Phil show, and somebody happened to call in and say, Hey, I, I need some advice for my family because my family's in turmoil.
0: Right, but there's difference between having problems and maybe a few people know about it, versus now you're on TV and
1: Well what he does is what what and and keep in mind, I know you haven't watched the show, but what he does is if if he doesn't want the if if the family decides that they don't want their children's faces to be shown because they're minors they won't even have them on the show, or they won't show their
0: faces. Has he ever had children on the show to where he will show them?
1: I don't know if he's shown their faces, but he has had children on the show um, in family situations. But there are times where he will not show their faces.
0: And there are times when he will.
1: I, I don't know if he will. Okay. I don't know if he has. He probably did. Maybe the audience were, was able to see them, but maybe the viewers were not able to see them. I don't
0: know. That just feels a little bit out wrong to me.
1: But you haven't watched his program. I haven't,
0: but I'm saying from my perspective of somebody who has not seen this show, that's what it feels like. Now, perhaps if I sat down and I watched a lot of episodes, I would see it differently.
1: Right, but that's that's only coming from a pers- your perspective of someone who hasn't watched a program. Right,
0: but I'm per- reporting on my perspective,
1: though. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he does. But he does take a lot of. Um, he does, or sometimes what he would do is he would. He would ask that the children be waiting backstage for uh, like if there's a family crisis involving children, sometimes he won't have the children on stage and he'll leave them. He'll leave them backstage and then talk to them afterwards or talk to them, uh, talk to them in the middle of the show and then just say, "Okay, well, I'm going to go and talk to your parents.
0: One of the things that he said Mm -hmm. when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast Mm -hmm. that I thought was cool Mm -hmm. is that he is not a big fan of giving people medication. He says that that's always the last resort with him.
1: No, he's never been that, yeah.
0: Um, And you kind of know my take. I think medication can be a good thing, but it has to be used very, very, very sparingly.
1: He also said so what happens with um when he has like unruly children on a show he also says that um he believes that there are times where children need to be tested for um for metals you know what i mean yeah um and so his his show is affiliated i think he it's a he's affiliated with this um diagnosis center called the PNP center where um they test you they do like a a full um test of your like like brain scans to see if you have any metals in your system and anything like that because you can test for that and it's like a dual I think it's like a dual diagnosis center and it's the only one in the states I think it's in uh, Dallas in Dallas Texas I believe it is and it's the only center of their kind and he wants to do that to make sure that um What's really what you know? What is the root of their behavioral problems? And he doesn't just put them on medication, like that, because I honestly think that children today are really being highly, highly medicated, and for and sometimes it's not for a good reason. A lot of kids on Ritalin, and and things that I don't know is it could be damaging to their system.
0: A very good friend of mine once told me that okay. Rick, you're not on any medications, but think about this. What about all those people who do these anti-depression drugs?
1: Oh, yeah. It's And then it's they really pee, bad.
0: and then their urine ends up back in the water supply. Like, I never, what do you think that's doing to the rest of us?
1: I never thought of that. That's kind of gross.
0: Yeah. But you know what she means, right?
1: Yes. She?
0: Yeah. She told me this. That, this is her take on it.
1: You know, that is something to think about. It's really gross, but... But yeah, I mean I, well her, I, her
0: point wasn't that it's gross, it's that like those things eventually end up in our water supply. No, no, I so understand. So how's that gonna affect us?
1: No, I know, I understand what you're talking about, and you're right. It's it she your friend makes a point here. Um and how you know I wonder if those kids if they ever do get tested, um what what things like Ridlin I knew I went to school with this guy in high school and uh, we were in class together, and there were times where he had to take his Ritalin because he was, um, I believe, he had ADHD at the time. And from what I understand, there are some children who grow up to be functioning adults that don't have ADHD, and they also think I, I think they also have to work on it too. But he would take Ritalin. And he was just when he was on Ritalin, he was just so like he
0: just wouldn't be the same. To clarify. You mean they're very wild children, but then they grow out of it and become functioning adults.
1: That's what I hear. Okay. Some some kids grow out of it. Some kids actually are able to follow directions, and um, well, you know when they they become adults, they're they're able to um, uh, do tasks um, as a person that didn't have ADHD, things like that.
0: I think a big issue is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this isn't any sort of like huge insight or anything many people have had similar observations is that kids have a ton of energy and we expect them to sit down in school all day instead of being out in nature
1: or or running around or creating things exactly so um there's a comedian that i really like um his name is mark lowry and a lot of times he makes jokes about the fact that he had adhd and I don't remember. I think he did take Ritalin. And I was thinking, wow, can you imagine? Can you imagine all all the kinds of things that he could have done if he was off of Ritalin and just completely let his um his boyhood take over? And what kind of a what kind of a kid would he be? And there were t- there were teachers that would tell. There were some teachers that would say, oh, you're just incorrigible. You know, why can't you be like the other kids, right? And I'm thinking to myself. He's he's already you know he's already made a living as a comedian and a singer. Um, what other things would he have been able to do as a child? Um, what kind of things would he would he been able to create? But he's he's come to terms with it. But I wonder, uh, even girls, there, there are some girls that um, are um, that have ADHD as well, and what kinds of things would they be able to do had they not been on a um, medication?
0: I do believe it suppresses a lot of people, but. Perhaps it also triggered Mark's creativity, so he may have been an artistic type before this, but he mm-hmm. needed the pushback to really come up with something amazing, like his comedy act, right? Uh, which I've not se- seen, so I'm just saying it's amazing. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you may disagree with me because I haven't seen it.
1: Yes, the and I have. Suck. No I don't think I don't think it does. It's okay. probably not the comedy that you would be interested in.
0: you don't think I'd like it then
1: I don't know. I don't know. You might like it, you might not like it I, I like it. I mean he's no original king, king of comedy and you know he's he's a different kind of comedian, but I really like him um, but um he <laughs> he does he does make light of the fact that you know he had to take Ridlin when he was in school and
0: was he one of those Christian comics?
1: Uh yes he is actually. Oh okay. Well you might like him you know you know you never know you know there's a lot of comedians that you haven't been exposed to as well that maybe you would not normally listen to.
0: We should do a concert movie night sometime. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? I don't know. It's just a thought, babe. I don't know. Yes.
1: Um but but no no anyway but I I was thinking about that and I'm like how what. You know, if you let little boys be little boys, get into the mud, run in, you know, go out in nature, experience, experience that, create things without medication, how, how awesome would, would it be for them to, to experience that?
0: One good thing about the pandemic Mm -hmm. is I think we are going to start rethinking how school time is structured.
1: I don't know that that's a good thing.
0: I think it is a good thing. I think we need to think about that.
1: I think the I think the one thing that I can think of that's coming out of this is that people are a lot people are really really um thinking about cleanliness. Right? You know like sanitizing things, uh cleaning things in in their houses, um making sure things are clean when they're being delivered to people. And I think that that's very very good to think about cuz before this happened, I mean, some people took, thing, took those things for granted.
0: Right. But as far as school goes. So I have a good friend whose son is just starting high school. Mm-hmm. And because we're in Portland, Oregon, there's not in-person learning yet. I was talking to my friend and I said, well, how does that work? Does he have to be in front of a computer eight hours a day?
1: Oh, that would be horrible. Yeah.
0: It was explained to me. Mm-hmm. What they are doing is kids have to be online only four hours a day. Okay. Right? So they're working on the computer four hours. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something like every hour they get a 15-minute break. Okay. To me. Mm-hmm. I think of how screwed were we as kids when it came to the educational system, because that sounds awesome. But also, for this kid, that means he has the rest of the day to explore, whether that's outside or his mind, he can really devote time to becoming something special. He gets the basics in the morning, and then he's left to his own devices, which I think is great.
1: So I took some um education classes when I was in high school and uh, philosophy you know, reading about philosophies of education. And I know that there are um schools of thought to where uh like for example, um there is a type of school called a Montessori the Montessori school. I'm
0: familiar with Montessori schools. Okay. I performed in some of them.
1: Oh wow, okay. So from what I understand it's for the um the the learning isn't structured, and it's for the child to um explore stuff and to create things um and this, these are like really really for young young children to um explore things and in nature probably, and um learning how to make things with their hands, things like that and and of course, there are other schools of thought to where children um need to be somewhat structured. In uh, reading, writing, math, um, the sciences, and also have some room for play for playtime. So I don't know. I I I've been thinking about different philosophies of education. There's some things that I agreed with, and there's some things that I don't. Um,
0: I mean, I'm I'm kind of radical on this. Yeah, I think four hours of school a day with fifteen minute breaks in between each class sounds good to me. And if if I was King of the world, which I'm not. No. I would propose that the school day starts at 10 in the morning and ends at 2 in the afternoon.
1: Well, I don't know. That might work. That might work. Um, that that actually might be good. I don't... I, well, you now, know, the, I don't
0: know. The pushback people say is, okay, Rick, that sounds great on paper, but what about parents who have to do like a 9 to 5 or, or something right, of this right, like right, that? Right, 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 huh And t- to that I would say okay, this is why we have after-school programs for kids who can't just go home right away, right? I And and we have early morning programs to cover the same thing. But if a kid, let's say, has a parent at home or is old enough to go home by himself and hang out, they arrive, they start at 10, and by 2 o'clock they're done. Mm -hmm. And they've done their reading, their math, learned a little bit of history, then they get to play outdoors or do whatever.
1: Now, I will say this. I, in learning about um, philosophies of, philosophies of education, I would advocate that students should not have any homework because, and um, I I didn't die, I didn't uh, delve into this until um, until my education classes, and that there are a lot of parents that are that are advocating for no a no homework policy because. Th- even when I was growing up, I had a lot of homework in high school, and I had a lot of homework in elementary school. At least it seemed that way. And you have a lot of homework; you have to finish it the night before. But you also want to spend time with your family, or you, you know, you want to you want to have a good time after school because you're tired, you know, or you just want to you just want to do your kid thing, and not worry about it because you're already um, assessed that day. Um, I think there are times where um maybe kids should go home with some assignments like if you if they're going to be tested on a certain day, right? They have to they have to uh review their things or find or the teacher should find a way to assess them, but I don't know that giving kids homework would be um would be necessary anymore, really.
0: So I I would push back just a little bit. Because a
1: lot of kids get a lot of homework. Right. Yes.
0: I don't think that we should be bombarding kids with homework, especially if we expect them to learn for eight hours a day, and a Uh lot of it is propaganda, right? What I would say is if we adopt my model of the the four-hour school day, and and it's only four days a week, by the way, parents. Vote for me for president one day.
1: No, I will not.
0: Okay. You said. No. Four hours, four days a week. We could have limited homework assignments. If you're studying something in history or if you need to brush up on your reading skills, if you're a younger child mm-hmm. or math, a little bit of homework. But we don't want to overdo it with giving them several hours each night. One if, or if two they do, homework
1: assignments. If they do have homework
0: I think it should be, one
1: it should be um, maybe one thing for each subject.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: maybe one thing, and it, and it doesn't have to be long, like a page of math, maybe a page of science, uh, a little bit of reading for about maybe 10 minutes.
0: Another thing that makes me want to adopt the four-day school week is my buddy was saying that that's the way they're doing it in Portland public schools right now mm-hmm. because of the pandemic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And again, it made me think, well, we could have done this all the time.
1: Well, what I was thinking of, and because they're worried about school, uh, uh, children, especially young children being in the same school at the same time, right? If it's like a K through six school, for example, why don't we have maybe the younger kids in the early slots of the morning, like maybe two hours a day? And then have the older kids in the later slots of the day for two hours a day. I, I hear I, what
0: you're saying. Uh, I, I, the way I understand it, and again, I'm no expert in this. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're afraid of a kid catching the coronavirus and them dying. We're afraid of what happens if a kid catches COVID and brings it back to one of their parents who may be in bad health
1: yeah but here's the thing though kids you as the percentages have been showing kids are are less likely to to spread it to anybody, and if they do have it, they don't even show symptoms, and they don't and it just passes through them like
0: yeah, it passes through them, but it might not pass through their parents or their grandparents as easily though
1: but this is what fear does bub this is what what this is what fear does. I know, babe. You see, you can't, you can't be afraid to let kids experience these things. And I think that's, that's what's keeping things at a, at a standstill is fear. And fear can really take over people's lives if not um, dealt with correctly. But that's all I'm going to say about okay. that.
0: Okay. Yeah, because we could go down the road.
1: That's all I'm going to say about that and, and no more.
0: Was that all the media you consumed this week, babe?
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah.
0: I have been doing a fair amount of reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to start with this book called... What's the name of that book? Something Wander? Those Who Wander. Those
1: Who Wander, yeah. Yeah,
0: this is a really interesting book.
1: I thought you already read it.
0: I did, but I'm telling you what I read this week.
1: Okay, I see.
0: Yes, peeps. Oh. Okay, I figured
1: that. Okay,
0: good. This journalist Mm -hmm. decides to do a book about the homeless population, mostly focusing on the San Francisco area, and youth. Mm -hmm. She defines youth as basically anybody under 30.
1: Okay. Oh, geez. Wow. The main
0: (laughs) focus of the book, though, Mm -hmm. is about this case of these three teenagers Mm -hmm. who... Actually, I believe one of them was 23 at the time. Well, Two of them were teenagers. One of them was in this his was early 20s. was
1: 23, okay. Yeah.
0: They killed a, teen, a teenage girl in 2015.
1: The teenager and the 23-year-old?
0: No, there were two teenagers and one 23-year-old.
1: Okay, so two of the teenagers yeah. killed another one.
0: Yes. Oh. In San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then they robbed and murdered this yoga instructor. For nothing. Yep. They go on the run and are eventually caught here in Oregon. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about this case in the book and about the, you know, the the rest of the homeless youth. Yeah. Or some of the homeless youth. Uh, It was a really powerful book. At one point, she tells a story about how right after she had moved to San Francisco in 2007, Mm -hmm. she's walking as the sun is coming up. And she meets this guy who calls himself Dave Smith. Okay, He said that he was 24, which was two years older than the author was at the time. Okay. So she talks to him about his situation, and Dave basically says that he enjoys living outside because he's more free than other people who are trapped in society. And he's a homeless guy. He's a homeless guy. Okay. She doesn't really buy that because Dave has to get up at a certain time to avoid the police... That's true. And he's always running around, and Mm -hmm. he has to scrap and scramble for food. Yes. But she kind of keeps her opinion to herself. Yeah. And she takes a picture with him, Mm -hmm. never sees him again, Mm -hmm. tries to track him down for the book, but is unsuccessful. Wow. Because, one, the name Dave Smith may have been a lie.
1: Yeah. And,
0: two, even if it's not it's such a common name, that it would be hard to find him. Right, right. She goes to this gathering. For homeless youths. Uh-huh. That this group holds, I think it's called like the Rainbow Tribe. Oh, that's weird. I may have the name wrong, but it's something with the word rainbow in or The Rainbow Collective. Okay. And they're this loose group of people who associate with each other who are homeless. Right. And she interviews a lot of them. She talks about how on their Facebook page, uh-huh. sometimes parents will post pictures Of their children and ask if anybody has seen them. That are missing? Yes. Okay. Tells a lot of interesting stories in the book. It was very powerful.
1: Sounds like you're going to see the Rainbow Connection, but that's a a song.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's a baby. I wish I remembered, but I wasn't taking notes when I was reading this. Okay. I just started going to myself, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting.
1: Well, I wasn't expecting you to take any notes. I wasn't going to quiz you or anything.
0: No, baby, boys, no. But it was a good book.
1: Interesting.
0: I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, very good. Yes. Very good. I
0: also read Overground Railroad.
1: Yes, you told me about of that the Green one. Book. You told me about that one. You, thought it, I, you told me it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I've heard of the Green Book, but I really didn't know a lot of its history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For instance, it was started in ah, 1936 by Victor Green, who worked for the post office. Uh huh. He ran it until his death in 1960. Uh-huh. Then I believe his wife took over. Oh, wow. And they the last time they published the Green Book was 1967. Uh-huh. And the author tries to talk about not only the history of the Green Book, but some of the businesses that were, that were uh, showcasing it. So for anybody who doesn't know, the Green Book was this resource that black travelers would use so they would know what businesses were friendly to the black population back in the day. And oftentimes it would showcase black owned businesses, which was, you know, it wouldn't just be businesses that were sympathetic. Right. But to actually support your own is, is kind of a cool thing to do even now.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And she says that something like less than 5% of the businesses that were advertised in the green book are still around today. Wow. Some of that has to do with desegregation Uh and some of that has to do with you know, gentrification and just the changing of time. Right. Two. Um, I didn't know that there was this black-owned dude ranch.
1: I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Outside of Hollywood. Wow. And it was completely integrated. So white families could go there with their kids and black families could go there. That's kind of cool. And chill out too. and Wow. You know, if you were a bachelor and you were black and you wanted to go to a dude ranch, you mm-hmm. could.
1: Wow, that's kind of cool, actually.
0: Yeah, and she told these stories about all these different restaurants that existed, and one that is still around today that Obama went to. And this is kind of a fun story. Obama went there
1: mm-hmm. and was
0: about to put hot sauce yeah. in the gumbo, uh-huh. and the owner of the place slapped his hand. <laughs> and this is when he was president. Right. And she said, listen, I would have done that to anybody. I don't care that he's president. Yeah, you don't I- put hot sauce on the gumbo. <laughs> yeah I thought that was a fun uh, story there so it was it was powerful really made me think uh, that she opens the the book
1: Mm -hmm.
0: with a story about a black man who is driving with his family he's pulled over by the cops turns around in the back uh, seat tells his son to be quiet Mm -hmm. cop comes over to him He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. The The black driver looks at the cop and says, Hi, uh, I'm just taking the maid and her son back to my boss's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he had a s- chauffeur's hat in the back seat.
1: Yeah.
0: Cop sees the chauffeur's hat, goes back to car- his car, and lets them go.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The author says, that story... Was about my stepfather, who was a little boy, and his parents, who were in the front seat.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: And she tells about how her stepfather died before the book came out. I think his name was Ron. Uh Uh-huh. But she had already started work on the book. And she said that Ron was very, very supportive once he found out what the book was about. And he started opening up in a way that he had never really opened up before when it came to talking about wow. traveling as a black person
1: wow that's that sounds like kind of a, a really cool book that the green book
0: the green book is really cool but this book overground railroad was a very interesting examination about the green book wow yeah
1: so here's here's kind of a funny story about um hot sauce in soul food if i can tell this
0: go ahead no
1: names. Um, no names. I'll just say that, and I wasn't there at the time, but um, I knew someone who really, really liked their hot sauce, and this is before I actually went to this restaurant because um, it's a it's a place in Springfield. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore, but um, it was owned by a, a family that um, that made soul food with the the. Collard greens, mac and cheese, um, fried chicken—you name it. It was like a, just a local soul food, soul food place. And in fact, um, this person went to school with one of the family members' um, sisters. Well, he goes there and he orders some collard greens. And I wasn't there, but I kind of wish I was. And he puts hot sauce all over his collard green because he just loves hot sauce. <laughs> and the owner starts to cry. And she's crying and she's like, I can't believe it. He ruined my collard greens. I can't believe it. And she's just in tears. And I really <laughs> wish I would have been there. And yeah. I'm like, and and I found out that late I found out later and I'm like, You you ruined the collard greens. And he and and he told me the story and I'm like, Oh, that's just terrible.
0: <laughs> so oops, sorry. Some white people just don't know how to eat.
1: Uh, this person, um, well, this person was uh, part Mexican, but I guess it doesn't really matter.
0: Some part partially Mexican people, <laughs> even though it doesn't matter, just can't eat. Right? Oh jeez. Just...
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I'm not a. I'm not an advocate for hot sauce on anything because I don't like hot sauce. But I just thought it was kind of a funny. Some story. Some of it is good.
0: That is a good story. Though. That is a
1: funny story. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just had to say that.
0: That's great, babes. Yes. I'm reading this other book about Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Written by one of his daughters. Yes. For those of you who may not remember, he created this little show called The Twilight Zone.
1: It's anything but little.
0: It's one of the best shows ever made. But you haven't seen it.
1: I I saw parts of... And I like to hype
0: things in a certain
1: way. I think I saw parts of it, but I wasn't really interested. Now I'm wondering if I should watch it.
0: I love it. So... We still got to get through DS9. We're about to start Season 6.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm we'll, excited about that.
0: And then we'll do Season 7. Well, we got some cool shit coming up, babe. Some really cool shit. Shows? Shows. Yes. Not shows. shows.
1: Cool shows. Yes,
0: cool shows.
1: Cool shows. Let's get that straight here.
0: Alana doesn't like to swear.
1: No, I think it's a bad habit. Oh, my goodness.
0: Geez. And after that, I got to show you the boys. Okay. But... Once we're caught up on the boys, we gotta start the Twilight Zone. Why
1: can't we just watch this Twilight Zone afterwards?
0: What do you mean after? What do you mean afterwards?
1: After DS Nine. I mean, I I don't know. I this is what I think. I mean, okay. it doesn't matter when we watch the boys. Yeah. I mean, I I I understand you want to show it to me, but the Twilight Zone is also. Um, an older show as well, so I don't know.
0: That's true. We'll just we got to get through DS9 first.
1: That's what I. That's what I'm thinking, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> the bo- Now keep in mind when we watch the boys. Yeah. Season two will probably be done, and I'm guessing the entire show will be less than 20 episodes. At that point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know they're coming back for a third season, but that's not going to be out for a while. So we're only going to watch the first two seasons now. The boys okay but we'll see after we finish cs9 we'll see how and
1: we, we and we and we still have a lot to watch so
0: yeah, oh, yeah. god i can't wait to show you some of the stuff babes i'm sure yes babes but the rod sterling book is okay yeah and so it, far so far yes not great but good i checked it out from the library mm-hmm. with the overdrive app which people ah, should get because it's free okay. if you have a library card it's awesome
1: Okay, so all you have to do is is have a library card with the card number on it and everything. Yep,
0: sign in with your credentials. Mm-hmm. If you have a smart device, mm-hmm. you can check out e-books for free. Okay, That's great.
1: I never, I I could never figure out um, how to how to um, read ebooks correctly. I mean, because I was trying to get the book that you you tried to um, um, you tried to give me. I forgot, I think it was the one by, um, what's that guy's name? Randy.
0: Oh, James Randy. James um, Randy. The Faith Hillers. Yes. yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I have to find it again. I wonder if it's on Bookshare. I
0: it, couldn't find it when I looked for it, but it's it's really, really a powerful book.
1: I want to read it because I have, uh, now I have quite a strong opinion about faith healing and i'm not going to go into it because
0: it's another long discussion.
1: it's another long rabbit hole that i don't want to go down and i'd like to read it from his perspective because i saw some things i think he's still around isn't he james randy yeah he's
0: in his 90s now
1: wow and he was trying to demonstrate um the bent spoon thing right how people say oh i can bend the spoon with my mind there's
0: this great clip from the 1970s and it's this TV show hosted by Bob Barker, of all people. Oh, wow. <laughs> James Randi comes on. I can't remember if it's Uri Yuri Geller. I know that they had a feud.
1: Sounds familiar, that name.
0: Yeah, they had, they had some beef. But it might have been him. It might have been somebody else. And James Randi says, you can't bend the spoon if I put it this certain way. And the guy couldn't do it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, I think James Randi was on a, a talk show, and he was he was kind of demonstrating what people will do.
0: He was a regular on Johnny Carson.
1: Yeah, he would demonstrate what people would do and what people would say to get people to think that they actually
0: bent it. He was also really good friends with somebody uh, who I admire a lot, uh, Dr. Carl Sagan.
1: Yeah, and he told me about him.
0: Carl Sagan, oh, we got to read some of his books together, babe. Incredible when, when, stuff. yeah. Demon Haunted World, Billions and Billions of Questions, Pale Blue Dot. Those are the three that I've read.
1: And he, you said he was a scientist?
0: He was a scientist. And he used to host this show called Cosmos that Neil deGrasse Tyson rebooted a couple of years back. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know the movie Contact.
1: Yes, I've heard of it. That, that, that's the one with Jodie Foster, yes. right? I, I heard of it. I've never... I don't believe I've seen it. Have it's, you seen it?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's good. hmm Carl Sagan wrote the book that that movie is based on. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I know this is not... Uh, this isn't is based on the movie Contact, but I remember when I was a kid, PBS used to um, have this science-oriented show called 321 Contact. Never heard of it. Yeah, I would talk about like weather in the tropics and things of that sort. It was a fun show for kids. It was called Three, Two, One Contact. I think you could probably find it on YouTube. Uh, Click clips of it. Oh, yes,
0: yes. That's what I love about now is you can watch so many good science programs online for free.
1: And you can you can find a lot of old shows on TV yes. um, on on YouTube. I mean, you can find a lot of old TV shows. You can even find like '70s cartoons on YouTube.
0: Well, you can even. Find some Playhouse ninety episodes, which is the show that Rod Ser- Serling worked on before the Twilight Zone. Well, yes, is it Serling or Sterling? I think it's Serling.
1: I think it's Serling. It's yeah. either Serling or Surly.
0: I should know. I watched this show so many times, but
1: Surly or Surly? You know how I? I am. think it's I, Serling. I
0: can't get character names right, but I want to say you're right. It's Serling. Yeah.
1: Yes. Not Sterling.
0: You know how I am when I watch shows, babe. And I'll just say, oh, this person's doing that, and this person's doing this. And you'll say, what's that character's name? And then you'll tell me the name of a character in a movie that I've seen a hundred times before.
1: (laughs) See, that's what I'm here for, Bob. Yeah, I suck with names. That's what I'm here for. I pay attention to a lot of character names,
0: and I, I pay attention to who's playing the character. I suck with names. It's just the way it is, babe.
1: Or maybe you're just not trying, hot I mean, enough. Not trying hard enough. you not
0: trying enough. need people. some kind of like mnemonic device. Oh my goodness! Well I have a mnemonic device in my?
1: Mnem uh, mnemonic. Okay.
0: Device, babe. Yes. Uh, I think it's almost time for us to make out. Watch some DS9. Yes. And then we're gonna eventually start work on a baked pasta salad.
1: I am excited about that because I love pasta salad, but I've never had a baked one. I
0: think this will be an adventure.
1: I've usually had pasta salad uh, after it's chilled. Yeah. But I love pasta salad. I like pasta anyway.
0: It's good stuff.
1: And I'm planning to make another thing of pasta this week.
0: Very good.
1: And I just, oh, and here's another thing. I just downloaded um, Windows 10 to my existing computer, and I'm I'm getting, I'm trying to get used to it a little different but i think it might be working for me
0: do you Possibly. want to explain why you downloaded windows 10
1: so one of the reasons why i downloaded windows 10 is because i felt like um my computer that i am using right now needs to be upgraded to a better windows because windows 10 is much better i looked for a free download and in fact i still had the free download which i thought was kind of interesting. Usually it would cost $139, but I was able to get it. And, um, unfortunately, um, another reason too, is that my internet explorer is no longer, um, it's, it's obsolete now considered obsolete now. And, um, and I also did it because for some reason, I'm trying to download the new, uh, the newest barred, um, version of the bard app on my computer and it requires um a later version of uh microsoft dot net framework
0: that only is compatible with windows 10
1: it it yes yes it that's what it sounds like to me so um and so i asked the question um uh, from the Bard, uh, the people from Bard, and they sent me one, and they sent me the answer, and they also gave me a link to it. Uh, but if that doesn't work out this weekend, I'm gonna have to get extra help from the uh, disability help desk for Windows.
0: Once you have Bard, you and I can go back to reading books together.
1: Oh yes, and and I I want to I want to continue the. Um, and of Green Gables series, because I really, really liked it when I read the first two books.
0: And there's and I'll turn you on to some good books, too. Yes. Yes, babes. Yes. I'm looking forward to this, babes.
1: And I also want to read some more um, Mary Higgins Clark books, because she's like my favorite oh, mystery. What? Hey, you liked some of the books I... Except for... Uh,
0: I liked some of them, and others were just like...
1: Well, it was just that one book. Okay. I, I personally didn't care about... I mean, I personally didn't didn't really think of why you thought it was horrible, but I didn't like the recording of it.
0: With more than that, it is too predictable.
1: Yeah, but you say a lot of things are too predictable.
0: What do you, what do you think that means? Do you think that means that I'm too smart?
1: No, I, I think that means that I think you overanalyze stuff too much. Oh. I didn't... I know you're a smart person, but I think you overanalyze
0: stuff. I might be too smart.
1: No, I think you're too analytical. Maybe, babes. I think, I think babes. you... Um, you, you, I think you, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think, I think you just overanalyze stuff. You don't just let stuff be. Really? Yes.
0: I don't know, babes.
1: That's why it's hard for me to watch a movie with you sometimes. <laughs>
0: but we're going to watch some great ones tonight. You have given me the okay to present to you a Faye Dunaway night. Yes. We will be watching Chinatown. And network. Uh, which one would you like to watch first?
1: Uh, I really don't know because I haven't seen any of these movies.
0: Okay, I, I I am so so excited to get your take on these films. Okay. Yes.
1: I'm. I I will say this. I know we're gonna watch. Um, you're gonna show me another film tomorrow, and I'm gonna show you another film tomorrow. But I'm a little bit worried about the film you're going to show me tomorrow. Let's
0: talk about this briefly. Yeah. We have decided to have a kids' sports night movie. And I am going to show Alana a film that was rated PG when it came out. A Walter Matthau picture called The Bad News Bears.
1: Yeah, and I heard that there was some controversy with it.
0: I do think that if it was released today, it might be a soft R.
1: And that that says quite a lot. I'm 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 worried about it because it involves children, you know. And anything that involves children that has even anything close to an R rating is like I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm a little bit worried about that.
0: I okay. think you'll like it, babe. Yeah. We'll and see. you're gonna show me this film called The Sandlot. Yes,
1: yeah, so The Sandlot is a movie that it's not necessarily a guys movie, but it's a a. A movie that um, young teenage kids would probably enjoy, and um, my sisters and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, Babe Ruth is is referenced in the movie, and it's about this uh, summer where these kids have um, fun playing baseball all summer. And the the main character's name is um, Scotty Smalls, and I believe he moves to this neighborhood where he meets all these kids, and they're they're hang out. To play baseball is called the Sandlot, and there this is go. about their summer. There we go. And I believe they have some good music in the in the movie as well.
0: Okay, I don't think the music in the Bad News Bears is that good. Yeah. But it makes up for it. Listen, it's not my favorite movie, but as far as you know, the theme of kids sports movies, it's the best film of that genre that I can think of.
1: Wait, did did was it Martin Landau or or Walter Matthau who was in um, Dennis the Menace?
0: Walter Matthau was. Okay. That was not a very good film.
1: No, I mean Dennis and Menace Show. Well, he was Mr. Wilson.
0: No, he was Mr. Wilson in the 90s film.
1: Okay, so I forgot who was Mr. Wilson in the old uh, Dennis and Menace Show. I don't know. But I watched uh, Dennis the Menace as I, when I was a kid.
0: Very good, babes. Yes. We're proud of you for that.
1: Who's proud? I am. Okay. Yes.
0: It used to be on Nick and Night.
1: Yes, it did. It used to be well. Actually, it used to be on Nickelodeon. On Nickelodeon. Very, yes, it very different stuff. yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes,
0: people. Edge White. Jalo. Mm-hmm. Did you have any dreams last night or this week?
1: Um, you know, I think I had a dream the other day. It was very odd. Um, I took a nap, and I had a dream that I walked into my kitchen, and there were like. It was like a bunch of food on my counter. There was like two burgers, two fries. I don't remember where it came from. And I'm like, did I order all this? I don't remember ordering anything. And I don't know if it was supposed to be there for me or if it was supposed to be there for somebody else. But what do I know? It's a food dream. I kind of like food dreams. (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. It was an odd dream.
0: Was that the only one that you remember from this week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Nice. Yes, it is.
0: I don't think I had any dreams, Jalen.
1: But then I also had I also had a, a, a couple days where I just didn't sleep very well, and I was waking up a little bit later, and I took naps in the middle of the day, and I think it's because of the changing of the weather too, and um, it's just been a weird. My my sleep has been disrupted this week, so
0: this but, year has taken up a lot of mental energy
1: yeah well, actually, last night that was the night where I had um a better sleep Good, so I'm glad about that unfortunately, you didn't though no,
0: But that's okay. I get to spend the day with my girl, yeah, get to make out watch some d s nine d s nine maybe grant's a dying man's wish
1: it is not a dying man's wish that is your wish let's 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 just call it for what it is right what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. it's 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 Rick's wish only. JLo. Yes?
0: Is there anything else you wanted to say to the people?
1: I would have to say that this was a really good episode. Thank you. I think we um, really covered a lot of ground with our topics. Um, I think that your um, memories of your grandfather were uh, very touching and also very funny and entertaining, I will say. I think you would be proud.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yes. My only complaint is i think i repeat myself a lot and i wish my vocabulary was big bigger Mm -hmm. but that happens with every time we do something like this um and i wish i was a little bit more concise instead of just saying okay i'm done talking about my grandfather and then (laughs) go back to it but you know this is a good time to remember him
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and all that stuff (laughs) I'm sure some of my family members hear this. They'll be like, well, you know, what? What about this? Or what about that? But it is what it is. They should get their own podcast.
1: Well, it is. It is our episode. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter how many, you know, how much more you put in there or how less you put in there. It all. It is our episode.
0: Yeah. So it. And this is what I'll know. say to the family members who listen to it and thought that I did a bad job. <laughs> uh, it's the devil's fault. <laughs>
1: And I laugh at that. Yes. I laugh because at that. Because you know
0: the, the Facebook story behind that.
1: Yes, I do. And I have to say that that is a very ignorant thing to say. Yes. But that's my opinion. Yes.
0: Anytime Obama does something wrong, he's a Muslim. Every time Trump does something that I question, it's the devil's fault. But anyways, babes, we don't have to. I,
1: I, I think there has to be some weight behind those arguments. Yes. But behind any argument. And I still, I still believe it to this day. Fair. If you're going to make a statement like that, you really need to put weight behind it.
0: I think uh, we should do a quick kiss. Oh, oh! Stop it! Oh, what, what's going on there?
1: Would you stop making those noises? Are Sorry. really distracting, Sorry, honestly. Babes. All right, babes. I hey. gotta do something. I got J Lo is very
0: <laughs> reactive, and she likes to tickle. Alana, yes. Is there anything else?
1: No, there isn't. Um, right. I hope you will have a happy Friday, and um, and until next time.
0: Rest in peace to my grandfather. Stay safe. Yes. Until next time, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday.